Hello and welcome to episode 13 of War Down South, the fortnightly Warhammer podcast from the south coast of the UK. My name is Callum and as ever I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Ricky Robson. Hey. And Mr. Sam Nice. Hello. <laughs> uh, this week we will be talking about the Dead and the Divine Warhammer uh, preview. Uh, and Sam will be giving us a rundown of the Death Guard Codex released today. Uh, other than that, we'll have a quick chat about um, some upcoming stuff we've got on the podcast. So, take a seat, grab a stiff drink, let's get rolling. Fantastic. So, welcome to episode 13. Um, Callum, joined by Ricky and Sam. How are you guys doing this week? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. It's um, <laughs> carry on, right? as good as it gets these days, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, fluff out a bit. Can't, cool. can't really ask for more than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know what's really happened over the past fortnight. Um, but I think we continue to be locked down and 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, yeah, good. Joe, Joe Biden, uh, the white, has ousted uh. Trump the White from uh, Rohan, or the United States as we call it. That's uh, that's about it, really. Topical, topical fudged reference there. Good job. <laughs> um, mainly because at that point, Saruman is actually Saruman of the many colours and not Saruman the White, but whatever. Um, so what have you guys been up to in the last two weeks then? Sorry, what? I said, what have you guys been up to in the last couple of weeks then? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I've actually undercoated the child. Oh, um, that took some going. Um, yeah, that's still high on teams. It, it was literally an entire can of black. <laughs> um, I think there's I think there's a tiny little bit left in it. Uh, yeah, got a bit high on fumes in the shed. Um, yeah, and and yeah, so. I put my fingers on it a couple of times. Because the thing's so damn pissing big, it's almost impossible to spray. Um, <laughs> like, I had it on the floor, I had it on the bench top, upside down, just to try and get in the nooks and crannies. So, yeah, I got my fingers and palms on it a few times. So that had to be sanded back down, and uh, and I need to take that back out and, and, and do a bit of top-up. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's black now. Ah, that's 50% done. It's fifty percent um, done. Yeah, highlights <laughs> itself. Paint, paint some, paint, paint some bone, bone stripes on it. Give it a varnish, and then it's um, ready to roll. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Sam? You've been, uh, what have you been up to the last fortnight? Uh, bits and bobs of hobby, really. Um, been building a lot of Middle Earth stuff. Um, mm. Built a batch of Merkwood spiders recently. They are not fun to put together, <laughs> but it's a fairly simple kit. But um, just fine, fine cast a bit of a pain in the ass to work with. I glued the legs to my hands more than I did to the miniature, yeah. but they're done now. Uh, made some bases, been doing a bit more work on some Death Guard characters. Yeah, odds and sods. Nice. Literally a bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. No, no, no AOS, though. That's still firmly in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. What about you? Nice. I, know, I know you've been doing some tinkering because you showed us a super sexy picture of an angry nun earlier. So I'm assuming you've been playing with your sisters. Yes, yes. I've been, <laughs> um, oh, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> just made me choke on my coffee. Um, yeah, so I've been putting together some Adeptus Sororitas. Yes, if that's what you mean. Uh, yeah, so um, um, over the last uh, week or so, I've put together two two different canonesses for my um, Bloody Rose army, um, using one one from the standard kit and one from the limited edition army box. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Mr. Paul Cook for sorting me out that uh, limited edition one from his pile of them that he had. Um, Paul's pile of Paul's sorting out everyone this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, it's good. He's been a, he's been a proper lad. Um, so that's cool. Um, I've I've this morning whilst um, um, after I went to get the Death Guard Codex and uh, just before the Warhammer preview, um, I was finishing the second batch of five Zephyrim for the army as well. Mm. Um, no idea how I'm actually going to physically paint them because they they attach to the, the, the wonky curvy flying stands to like a tiny yeah. part on their backpack. But it's not like they're like classic assault marines or anything where you can just put a pin through the foot and put them on a normal base to paint them because they're all in silly jumping like yeah. aerial maneuver poses. Um so I'm I'm not sure how I'm actually going to get some like base coats on them or or anything, um, but that's uh, that's future Callum's problem. Um, yeah, other than that, yeah, done uh, done done a bit of building. Played played a few games on 2TS um, to to get a feel of the army. Um, yeah, not not too bad. Started to paint um, some skin on my first unit of Repentia, and then forgot how much I hated that. So they've been left on the side in favour of building more toys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, semi-productive couple of weeks. Um, dug out, dug out a bunch of Middle Earth stuff. Um, dug out some bits and pieces for you, Sam, and mm-hmm. um, uh, and also I, I dug out all of my Middle Earth armies to keep track of actually what I've got, and it's it's quite a lot. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of it is in so essentially just putting them all into their own individual boxes, so they're not all mixed together, so I know what's actually with what and what I need to pick up. Um, when the world goes back to normal. Um, yeah, so not too bad. Um, I've not seen many pictures from people's Moose Ride Army's audience. I'm glaring. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, so um, you, you get to the end of January for your lax over Christmas period, and then now I'm going to start hammering you. And in, in fairness, we haven't really been showing off what we've been doing either. I... I, yeah, that's true. But, um, <laughs> um, let's get let's get something up on on like the Facebook page or something. Get people to drop in some pictures, and then we'll include them in the background of the next episode. Let's do that. Yeah, let's let's do that. That sounds okay. Let's do that. that. Sounds vaguely technical, so I'll leave that to you. Um, yeah. So 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 not too bad. Anybody got? Um, I know. Well, I know we're going to talk about the Death Guard Codex, which is released today. We're actually recording on a Saturday again, um, so I guess that sort of informs where you're going to go with your uh, um, your army, Sam. Um, yeah. Finally, finally, I've got a direction. Yeah. <laughs> I um I I picked it up um, because I need to know what everybody else's stuff does, and then Sam reminded me earlier this week that I've actually got a Death Guard army as well. Um, <laughs> so uh, I keep forgetting that. So um, so that's good to have on hand. I think rough, roughly looking at it from from the two thousand point army I was playing, um, the start of the edition with, I can pretty much remove all of the demon stuff that I had and put in Mortarian, and 
it's about 2,000 uh, points. Well, uh, you're on to a winner then. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I might, I might just try that out and it gives me an excuse to buy that big student model. Um, which is quite cool. I'm surprised you don't already have them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not actually overly a fan of Nurgle stuff. Um, more of a more of a Zinch man at heart. But you are more of a Zinch man. Yeah. And uh, I had I had such a, a awful like crisis of confidence when painting Magnus a couple of years ago. Like approaching another big model like that is just uh, a bit beyond me at the moment. I think the knight, <laughs> the knights were easy because they're just armor and metallics and plates, but um, like. The the Archeon that's been sat on my shelf for a couple of years now has gone grey with dust <laughs> from his black undercoat. Um, so well, there you go, he's highlighted himself for yeah. you. He's doing half the work. Yeah. Just chuck a Matt Varnish over the top of it, it'll be fine, won't it? Um Yeah, bone stripes. Pre- <laughs> preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, so that's good. Um yeah, so we'll uh, we'll 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 carry on with that. Um and, and, and see see how that goes, but I'm uh, very invested in my sister's battle at the moment, and a uh, reason which we'll go over here shortly as to why I'm very excited about sister's battle. Um, so that's quite cool. Um, any other big big news for the, the last couple of weeks? Obviously, Def, Def Guard released today, but I think that's about it, isn't it? Oh, Blade Guard are finally coming out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the really nice multi part Blade Guard kit I think is going on pre order next. It's it's just a kit of space marine lieutenants. Pretty, pretty much, uh, yeah. yeah. They, they they got around not releasing another space marine lieutenant by releasing, releasing a whole of something different. <laughs> I, th- I think I think this is going to be like the really nice versatile kit, like the plastic multi part Vanguard was for the normal size marines. That you're just mm. going to be able to because there's loads of like cooler heads and helmets and like tidbits in there. I think it's probably going to be a. Uh, a box to buy, even if you're not going to be using Blade Guard. But if you're not going to be using Blade Guard, what sort of Space Marine player are you? Um, anyway, but I can uh, hear- not forget it's got that absolute baller guy in it that's wiping his blade off on like a chaos loincloth or something. Well, it's worth I, it just for him. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I think the actual sculpt on that is literally it's just a rag, but but the uh, um, the the free handed like chaos star on that is absolutely amazing on the GW. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hear I can hear ice being dropped in a glass, so I assume that's you, Ricky. What have you got? Of course. What have you of got? Course. Uh, <laughs> I I'm on the uh I'm on the Tesco grain triple distilled vodka. Ooh. Oh. You okay? I'm uh, I'm trying to lose weight. Have you been yelling at traffic uh, at Elm Grove bus stop recently? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm I'm trying. I've got a wedding coming up, haven't I? I'm trying to lose weight without having to give up alcohol. In oh, so it's going to clearly. Wait, 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 wait. Is is rum bad for me? Eh. It, it, well, one's sugar, one's potato. I'm going to go with the vegetable for the time being. Sugar, sugar, <laughs> That's logical, about, right? Sugar comes from a vegetable. <laughs> sugar comes from a vegetable. No, it's, it, yeah, it comes from a sugar yeah, cane, and that's a vegetable, isn't it? It's, it's, a, pl- it's a plant. I, suppose, I think technically speaking, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's got yeah, roots, yeah. you know. Yeah, all right, all right. Oh, yeah, person, no, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure sugar is not a mineral. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> what are you drinking, Callum? Um, I, I, I'm on Is the run it... because... Um, because it's all that's in my house. Um, but uh, I'm, I've got a nice bottle of rum bullion that I've just opened, which is one of my favourite. Oh, is that to go with your sea shanty? Uh, yeah, well, pretty much. Um, yeah, I've, I've been getting on the sea shanty train because I'm a, I'm a slave for fads. Um, no, but uh, yeah, no, rum bullion's lovely. It's, uh, it's, it's wrapped in like a, 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 a like a, like a. Like a like a like a pirate's treasure map. I've I've drunk far too much today already. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what about you, Sam? Do. I'm having a cuppa, mate. It's the afternoon. I've had a big lunch. You're lucky I'm awake. This is the problem with recording on a Saturday and not a Friday evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we were going to record on Friday evening, but obviously the preview was up and, you know, the death card codex was out. These are important yeah. subjects that, if, we, if, that we need to if, cover. We can't be too yeah, weeks Well, well and, we could. And, and also, if, if we recorded well, yeah. last night and not today, we would have had absolutely no content. Yeah, it's a good job that GW last week told us that there was a preview um, because we would have been um, pretty fucked. We'd be pretty screwed, really, wouldn't we? Ah, uh, just wing it. Fuck it. Nuts on the road. Nim, nim, nim. <laughs> I mean, we we we, we wing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least no, no. This is a finely with... crafted, well-oiled machine. <laughs> you hush your mouth. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. We'll go with we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. So we hope everybody in the audience is okay. Getting 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 through it. We're January's almost over. That's pretty good. It's almost. Almost February. Um, Where's the we year did gone? talk about the the forty k yeah. FAQs, didn't we? We did. That was the, that was the entire the last episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Right. I was like, yeah, yeah. We slept since then, though. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That doesn't feel like it was two weeks ago. Um... <laughs> That's because we no longer have a concept of the passage of time. <laughs> no, I can just tell by the empty bottles of rum that time has actually passed. See if that were on one, one massive shant. Um, cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Who, who knows? Um, yes. So, uh, what we're going to do next is take a short break, uh, and then the gang's going to come back, and we're going to talk about the GW preview earlier today. Preview, 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 which is rad. So, join us in a second. Insert hold music. Sam, play, play the elevator music here. I'm leaving that in. Bye. <laughs> Okay, thanks for holding there. Uh, Callum, Ricky, and Sam still here. We're going to go over the uh, GW preview today. Uh, the Divine and the Dead. Dead and the Divine? Those two were like in, 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 in an order. Yeah, jumble them up. One of those. Jumble them up. It'll be one of those. There was uh, pretty cool, uh, pretty cool things, I think, for six different game systems we've seen. Um, so what did we... See first. Oh, okay. Now, actually, what what were people expecting? 
Ricky? Um, I was expecting. I was expecting to see some kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, and some vampire bits, uh, and something in the form of sisters and some chaos marines. That's kind of where I thought this was going to go. Okay, Sam. Uh, pretty similar. I was thinking um, kangaroos, something vampire flavored, and based on that. Um, previewed leg of a titan something for titanicus uh, other than that i didn't have a clue what was coming no it's about right yeah i think i think everyone was sort of expecting the um lumineth kangaroo cavalry things um from the um leaks um, from the potato cam preview <laughs> yeah from the potato cam preview uh, earlier this week and the uh, and the snapshot of the vampire lord from the apparently upcoming Soul Blight Grave Lords for AOS. But did we see that today? So what was the first thing we got to see? Um, oh, the so Sisters of Battle. The yes. Nunninator. Yes. The Nunninator. <laughs> not to not to uh not to not to bash um people's creativity in their hobby, but I've seen in some Sisters of Battle groups people are, uh, have been putting like sisters' heads in Terminator armor and it looks terrible. Um, so this is like GW have turned around and said, yeah, don't do that. Buy these instead. Uh, so if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, these are the Paragon War Suits for the Sisters of Battle, and they are absolutely fabulous. Yeah, do they're like the... stems. Do you think this stems from that whole argument that there's no female Space Marines and GW's just kind of gone, there's not, but there's these. Um I don't. I don't know. I think. I think these are just sort of. Um, well, during the um, so uh, just to, to, to give a descriptor of it, it's like a little baby dread knight. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's like the office party love child of an armiger, a, a dread knight, and has been adopted by the sisters of battle to look after it. It's yeah, so they're adorable. They're, 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 they're fairly dinky. It looks like they're only on a fifty mil base, and there's a sister sort of piloting it. Do you think that was a fifty? Do you? Yeah, I think that's a fifty. Well, I've got a bunch of mortifiers, and looking at the person who's wedged into the front of a mortifier, they take up roughly the same sort of space that sister does. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, well, it, it definitely looks bigger than a forty mil. Big, big brain. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it just seems to be like a, a big, a big combat like warsuit for, for sisters with a couple of different weapon options, uh, and they look awesome. So um, they, they do look awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, yeah the Paragon warsuits. Um, yeah, I can't wait because they've got. Uh, I've seen them with heavy flamers, multi melters, and heavy bolters, as you'd expect with Sisters of Battle. Uh, mm. There seems to be like a missile launcher slash bolter option on their shoulders, which is really rad. Uh, and then either a big, like, over oversized power maul or a big, big old power sword on them. So I'm looking to see, um, uh, looking to see what, what what comes from them. Um, from the um, from the actual preview, um, Eddie and other guy's name can't remember. Andy, yeah, uh, Andy Trunk, yeah, I think that's him. Adam, Adam, Andy, same thing. Um, <laughs> they were sort of saying that the the the, the, the sisters uh, release like last year was was pretty much solely just an update of the old models. And the yeah, only... they hadn't had a new model in twenty odd years or something. He said. Yeah, they? so the the only new unit they introduced, I think, were the uh, the, the the Zephyrim, which are the alternate Seraphim unit. Um, 
So I would expect a Sisters of Battle Codex some point later this year with a lot of new units and characters. Um, so we know that yeah. the, um, the Palatine is coming, which is their sort of lieutenant level um, character, because that's in the um, Sisters versus Drakari box. So I'm very excited, Sorry. having just started a Sisters of Battle Army <clears throat> and a combat Sisters of Battle Army. So these should hopefully fit in quite well. Yeah, um, I hope they're as good rules-wise as they look, because they are stunning. It would be a shame if they were pants. Yeah, I imagine yeah. they're going to be fairly pricey, um, points-wise, because of the multi-melter slash giant power sword. Mm. Uh, and the shifting of wounds that they can do. And... Yeah. Um, so I imagine they're going to be um, fa- fairly pricey, but um, I'll definitely get because the models are out <laughs> So um, uh, they're not going to be... Uh, they're not going to be terrible, hopefully. He says, um, "Yeah, so, 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 so that's quite cool. Anything, anything else to go on those? No, 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 no. The important thing. Is- oh, I did want to ask. Yeah. Um, did, was there a helmeted version? I can't yes, there's, there's, there is yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. That's good because I'm not actually a fan of the the classic GW none bowl cut. Um, personally, so um, <laughs> no, none of none of, <laughs> yeah, none of my sisters it, it, have that." It, they're either. Oh, really? You've gone. Heads, either, uh, they're either helmeted or I've used the um, like the bold ones. They're all the bold shaven heads. Um, it is good because sisters are an daunting army. Well, they always wear a daunting army because you've got to be able to paint flesh, robe, mm-hmm. um, you know, hair and stuff like that, which which isn't always obviously everybody's skill set. Um, uh, and the ability to yeah to pop helmets on is yeah. It is a bit helpful, and 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 to be fair, the helmeted version of this model that they've shown looks much better than the. Uh, yeah, the it's it. really nice. Yeah, so that's uh, so that's quite cool. Looking forward to those. Uh, what was next? The kill team expansion. Yeah, so so the first kill team expansion in a while that I can remember. I'm not sure we got uh, a kill team box last year. I don't I think remember. so. Uh, I can't not remember. Last year. Yeah, this is uh, so Kill Team Pariah Nexus. So this is returning to the um, sort of board gamey style um, of, of of Kill Team, where they're fighting in a enclosed space, and it's the first appearance of the heavy intercessors that we've uh, that we've been uh, where we saw uh, with the Space Marine preview months and months ago. Yeah, it was quite a while ago now. Um, yeah. So we finally actually got those on the way. Um, so that contains uh, a unit of heavy intercessors, which is apparently the full multi-part kit, which is rad. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, I was pushed. quite surprised when they said that. Yeah, well, um, so most of the, hey. um, so so most of the kill team um, like boxes like this have contained just a box of guys. Um, so so they so they apparently contain all the multi-parts for um, for for the unit heavy intercessors. So that's a lot of lot of giant bolt gun options. Uh, and also the new captain in Gravis armor with his super mega massive grab captain. Yeah, love him. Yeah. <laughs> super massive master crafted bolt rifle cannon. Thing. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can they? Um, can they all have heavy bolters in there? No, no, it's one per five, I think. Yeah, uh, that's gay. Because he's he's my favorite out of all of them, and I feel that's how a Devastator squad should look. Oh yeah, like the the, oh, sorry, but the um if I if I can remember back to the to the preview for these guys, some of the weapon options aren't that far off being heavy bolters themselves. Like this unit's going to be absolutely insane. 
Yeah, they're um, so so they um, they essentially mirror the standard intercessor unit. So there's like a general bolt rifle, a multi-shot bolt rifle, and then the heavy version. And then each okay. one of those has a heavy bolter style heavy weapon as well, uh, which right. is which is quite cool. Um, I just love how ridiculously big the um, the captain's bolt gun is. It's like, enormous, isn't it? <laughs> like, that, like it, it, it's comical <laughs> that it's that big, and I'm here for it. Um, I think it should have a melee profile. Yeah, just <laughs> AP one, two damage, bang. Have <laughs> a power sword as well, so I don't think you'll need it. You wouldn't uh, want to get pistol whipped by that, would you? Take your head clean off. <laughs> um, and then on the other side. Are the Necrons? So we're finally getting to see the uh, the Cryptic Chronomancer, which is the guy with all the Rubik's cubes, which is an absolutely stunning model. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? I like yeah. his big robot beard. I like that he's opening his little Hellraiser box, and he's got loads of the swirly tart staff, tart <clears throat> full-on yeah. tentacle gubbins. Oh, he's just awesome. Yeah, absolutely wicked, wicked model. Um, I like I like that the. Um, um, him and like the plasmancer like don't actually have lower halves of their body. They're just like either floating or like this guy's made of tentacles. Um, quite like it. It's a nice aesthetic. Uh, and then he's coming with the uh, the new plastic flayed ones, which um, I think we talked about during the uh, the the, uh, the Necron and Space Marine preview previously. But yeah. uh, it's, it's cool to finally see these actually on the way because these are absolutely awesome um, sculpts. Yeah, is like the whole new Necron range is just insane. Like, there's so much good stuff in it, and this is just that character is something else. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely love it. And the good thing is, is that the Chronomancer seems to be one of the popular choices as well. So it means that we'll actually get to see this model on tabletop quite a lot. Yay! That's quite good. Um, so yeah, so that's about it. I mean, there's lots of little like bits of Necron scenery. So there's like Necron doorways and little Necron power generators and stuff um, included in the set, which is quite cute. Yeah, I uh, think I said that in one of our uh, in the Discord chats. All the all the trains like these little like Necron treasure chests and stuff. That's quite cool. Yeah. Um, so I think it's designed to be. Um, I think the idea is that it's inside of like a Necron tomb world, and the space marines have been sent in to do. Uh, You've got to be one brave. <laughs> They've been sent in to die. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, which is really cool. So hopefully, um, hopefully that won't be, um, um, hopefully that won't be too long before it's out, and then the equivalent boxes for the flayed ones and heavy assault intercessors and the characters should hopefully follow relatively shortly after that as well. Yeah, I imagine there's going to be a lot of yeah. these boxes sold and then all the kill team stuff yeeted. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is going to be bought just for the miniatures. Yeah, predominantly, I imagine. I know that there's a lot of people who play kill team, um, and and apparently the um, the kill team prior Nexus book includes uh, a bunch of updated um, gang roster uh, kill team rosters and stuff to include all of the newer stuff from the Marine and Necron codexes as well, um, which is quite cool. Oh, okay. um, sweet. So, what was that? The missing link, the <laughs> War Master Titan. Oh my word! So what the hell? Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is absolutely astounding. So obviously, as soon as as soon as the Warhammer community article came up with like the little preview of his shin, um, a lot of people were saying 
Imperator, which I didn't quite believe. I didn't think it was that big. Uh, I thought something maybe around an Emperor class, but not maybe as big as an Imperator. Um, what I wasn't expecting was GW to sift through like um, mountains of law. <laughs> yeah, mount- mountains of law and like Jez Goodwin's scratchings on the wall of his cell somewhere underneath Warhammer World and go, oh yeah, that's the thing that's bigger than a warlord, but not quite as big as an Emperor Titan. Uh, that's got like <clears throat> 10 plasma cannons or whatever which, strapped together on its arms. Which has also been confirmed will be the size of a baby when we eventually get that miniature. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, <laughs> I think that was something Adam said, which I'm all here for. Like, yeah, I'm totally down for that. Like, Give if, me if, a baby sized Titan. If, if an Imperator or like an, any of the Emperor class Titans come out, I'm, 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 I'm buying it. Like, it. It's just like I mean, I mean, we're we're talking about a model that doesn't exist with this ridiculous thing in front of us. Um, it's covered in guns, which is great. There's like missiles hidden in its shoulders, and like a big missile rack above his head. He's got like a lance cannon in his shin for some reason. Uh, he's yeah. He's got anti-aircraft shoulder cannons, you know, knee launchers. Yeah, doesn't have the old uh, um, Todger gun of of the Emperor class, but then you know maybe they're saving that for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at it though. Yeah, it's it beautiful. Yeah, there's not really a lot to say about it, but it's just outstanding. <laughs> it's a titan. Yeah. It's got and you want plasma burns because this is how you get plasma burns. <laughs> I mean the. the... Let's hope he doesn't roll away. Yeah, the, the, the Warlord Titan kit, I've put a couple together, and it's like, I would say putting together the Adeptus Titanicus Warlord is more complicated than putting together an Imperial Knight. Um, because they come on the same sized and same amount of sprue. <laughs> and one is designed for a much smaller okay. scale. Um, and this thing apparently towers over it. I mean, just look, it, it, it literally feel, fills that base. Yeah. Uh, it, it's chunky. It looks like all of the structures and supports around its legs work. And it's got like giant, eight giant plasma destructors taped together on its arms. That's... that's. What more do you need? <laughs> you you do need to model gaffer yeah. tape on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's strap these guns together yeah. and go nuts. It's, um... Yeah, it's 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 an outstanding model. There's a cool little size chart showing like everything from a Questorus knight, which scale is grandis, which sounds incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. But when it's the smallest thing in the game, and all the way up to the Warmaster Titan, which scale is monumentous. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's some great faux Latin, and, I, and I'm here for it. I I I feel like really really they should have switched those. Like it's the biggest thing. Surely it should be magnificus. <laughs> like it's. Um, I don't I, know. I like this game. We, we've got magnificus. No, 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 no. Magnificus is the warlord size. Yeah. You know, oh, we have it? to come up with something <laughs> equally ridiculous <laughs> for the oh. next size up. Yeah. Um. Should we? Should we ask our? Should we ask our listeners what yes. they think it might yeah. be? Comment, <laughs> comment uh, send us some messages or, or, or whatever. And let us know the ridiculous pig Latin name for whatever's coming next in the uh, for Titanicus. Um, <laughs> Come on, Chris. Yeah. We're looking at you. Um, so, so alongside that seems to be um, almost like a compendium of loyalist rules for Titanicus. Mm. Um, 
which is really cool. Um, so I think it's it's essentially all of the rules from the um, it's sixteen loyalist Titan legions and twelve loyalist knight households. So it seems to be a uh, an amalgamation of the sort of army lists and bits and pieces from all of the campaign books, um, purely just for the loyalists. And there, there was a glimpse they mentioned there would be one for uh, traitors as well. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah, which is really cool. I would hope that that would maybe herald some like demony upgrady kits for titans. Um, so they have cool. like possessed titan because they they were still quite rare even throughout the heresy. Um, but um, yeah, do you think um, even though it is obviously heresy based, they would? It would take it away from it and possibly um, look at the I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think I think once where where there's clearly enough scope in all of the old law to just do mm. like just turn turn around and go. I mean, like the Warbringers, like I, I can't remember the Warbringer being a thing before, um, but it's probably in some epic or um, you know epic scale Space Marine book somewhere. So I imagine that all of this, uh, there's more than enough to 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 fill the game without it getting out of hand. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it, as you can imagine. But if it if it turns into what happened with Gothic, where you've got all the alien races that could just run rings around all the loyalist and the the traitor ships and stuff it just became a little daft so i wonder if it would probably just ruin yeah the game I, 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 I think that's probably right because i mean you're like you're essentially like i mean it's, it's yeah. no longer robot wars it's um, it's, it's robot it's wars and small then you've got scale 40k prancing, um, um, which is yeah. which is not what we say that here. say that i would still like to see gargants added to rock'em sock'em robots yeah, see, see, like the problem yeah. with that is, is that you then need to, essentially, to uh, to justify it, you then need to release like an orc range that's substantially comparable to the loyalist and yeah. traitor ranges, and it's just. I mean, they don't have a lot, do they? I mean, every every Gargant, every stomper and garden is unique in its own little way Gargant. because of the mech that builds it. So I think I think that's a lot harder to sort of. Yeah. Do and then once you do orcs, you're sort of like, well, we've got to do craft work now, and then you get, yeah, which Neat. which then takes it away from the sort of. I mean, you don't really see these giant titan battles in modern 40k anymore. No, but with, with it being set in the heresy era, no, they could no, they no, could just cool. avoid the nid aspect, I suppose. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Like, orcs have pretty much been dealt with by this point, like, in all of the major bits and pieces. Like, yeah, Elgar, that's true. Eleanor's happened already, hasn't it? So, yeah, Eleanor all... aren't ever really a threat to anybody ever. Um, uh, they're just, they, their titans are rarer exactly. than Imperial titans. So, yeah. So, you, you just probably wouldn't um, see them as much. And, and, and then, and then like, like I said, I think that would take away from the. It being Titanicus aspect for sure. Yeah. Um, so over to Age of Sigma. Uh, what's that? <laughs> just, just for listeners, that uh, is not about Age of Sigma. I think. No, it's not. Quite, quite it's a strong. Not. So, um, so earlier, earlier in this week, obviously we had, we had, uh, we had Kangaroo Gate, 
Yeah, See, so... I quite liked the kangaroos. I thought they were absolutely <laughs> fucking mental. <laughs> but, but, yeah. And, and GW previewed then some, some things that are clearly tied in with this release. So it's essentially the second half of the Lumineth army that's not included in the army book. Um, and this is all of the stuff that represents the aspect of the wind. Um, so you've got all of the like kangaroo cavalry and characters on horses and stuff. And, and who um, would have so thought that the aspect of the wind is a ninja armoured furry? <laughs> See, I was disappointed when you told me he was more fox. I generally uh, thought yeah, he was Rudolph, I, I... who'd literally gone Santa, I'm having no more. I'm picking up this. Yeah, I, I, I immediately saw the helmet and was like, oh, it's like some sort of giant mountain goat. And that makes sense because because they're like mountains. But uh, so this is so I think this is equivalent to the um, the, the character mountain cow thing. And uh, this is like so where that's like okay. the aspect of the mountain. This is the aspect of the wind. And it's like some sort of weird fox antelope thing. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, jumping above. Like I, I, I love the model. It's just very hard to actually describe. <laughs> An armored battle fairy <laughs> is is pretty close, though. I, <laughs> I'm really, really not sold on this one. Um, Which surprises me because it's fairly random. I mean, you know, I you're fairly random. I like a bit of mental, <laughs> but this feels mental for mental's sake. Like it's. See, I quite like it. I, I, I think I think it ties into what they're doing with the Lumineth, where there's the elves, and then there are these weird like parts of yeah, the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that it's it's something completely new. We've not seen anything like this in in yeah. the ranges before. I just, I mean, that don't like this model. Through, though, that's fair. I'm not sure. I'm good? not sure. I'm not sure if it's the weird swirly vortex thing. Like that, there seems to be a need to have everything floating in the air at the moment, and and I get that this guy's the aspect of the wind, but it just looks a bit naff to me. I, I'm not sure. Maybe I need to see it in the flesh because I, I often change my opinion on these things when I see them. That's, uh, uh, that's fair enough. But yeah, I I don't want yiffing in my hobby. <laughs> Make it go oh, away. No. Going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's quite it's it's quite a cool model. There there was there was quite a few other units um, previewed in the video, but you couldn't really see what they previewed were. Previewed, so, <laughs> yeah, everything was silhouetted. But um, yeah, looking looking forward to that. So uh, it sort of ties in with the um, next Broken Realms campaign book, which is focused on uh, Teclas. Apparently, he's had enough with Nagash, and he's marching into Shaish. With all of his weird elves and fox and mountain cow friends, should um, make for a good slap fight. Yeah, going to teach him a lesson, which is which is quite cool. I think they described him in the video as sort of uh, the god of light and magic <clears throat> fighting the the god of death and magic, which is quite cool. Mm. Um, Harry no, Harry no. Potter's got. I mean, I, I, I still I still find it like remarkably difficult to think of Teclas as a god. I keep thinking I can only. Really associate him with the old world where he was really feeble and had to yeah li little gippy guy with a big hat. That's all. That's all I think <laughs> yeah. of when I hear Teclas. His fabulous yeah. hat, absolute gimp. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, apparently this 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 book is containing um, new world war scroll battalions for Lumineth, Cities of Sigma, Magakin, uh, which is an odd one, but uh, Flesh Eater Courts and the Bone Reapers. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, and. 
more AOS. Daughters of Cain are getting their uh, their new their new, new book. New book, which is uh, which is really cool. So stunning the, artwork uh, on the front. Uh, no, I don't. Do you still have yours? Uh, it's an opportunity to buy more. Um, uh. And so, following <laughs> following swiftly from the Marathi campaign book, um, she's clearly 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 gone up a notch, <clears> and has uh, and. Uh, it's probably about time that the uh, Daughters of Cain got a new book with all of their new characters and bits and bobs, and we've seen some endless spells finally for them. Yeah. Um, all suitably blood-related. Two out of three. Uh, Excellent. Which one don't you like? I don't like the Blade Wind. Ah. Like, the the the, the swirly blood bit is... Uh, yeah. I, but it's, but I don't it's, like it's, it. It's the blades and blood. It, it, you know, it, it, it represents a wind of blades and blood. I just don't like how the blood looks. Uh, right. I mean, I, I, I quite two, like. Oh my god! The uh, the giant blood snake and the uh, and the giant fist of Cain is uh is is pretty cool. The big rubber um, fist like, of Cain. Oh, love it. I, I like I like that they have that they have called that one though the blade wind, which is a classic dark elf spell. Yeah, and um, cool that they've uh, they've done that. Which is uh, which is right. So we'll, we'll see what changes actually come to their structure of play because I played with them uh, end of first, start of second edition of AOS, and they were a lot of fun to play with because you could just pull off ridiculous stacking combo com- uh, combo buffs and just like any anything you put all of those buffs on would just yeah. I know, I know we we had a couple of great games and I played as uh, another. Um... Guy using daughters of Cain at, at one of the club one day events that, that you put on, and and they're amazing. They they were so much fun to play against. Like if you could get a combo breaker in, that was when your chance your chance came. Otherwise, they were just absolute blenders. Yeah, and uh, so so hopefully there's a bit more um, like dynamic play in there, and more more stuff around like the the snakes rather than just the uh, the normal witches being the the best unit in the army. Um, so that'd be quite cool. And then we got some vampires. Oh, didn't we just? Didn't not, we just? But not the vampires we, we were expecting. Oh, no, no. No. The va- the, I, I wasn't that keen on the vampire from the potato cam. Yeah, yeah this, in fairness, this box. Better. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like um, Someone in the Twitch chat when they were doing the reveal, they're like, so it's just a vampire character pack with, <laughs> with some diachasm cards. But like, yeah. That's absolute value. Like you yeah. will see these for characters in every oh, single yeah. vampire. Like they're just gorgeous. Oh yeah, yeah like straight away, Callum's like, "Oh, you archon." <laughs> I, th- I think, in, in, in all honesty, like depending on their actual size, it's probably three new archons and then a guy with bat wings who's going to sit in a bit spot. <laughs> yeah, I feel they're uh, going to be a lot bigger. You than know, Jakari. you can just stack armor on top of armor. Give him a big hat. Yeah. Yeah, um, yes, so this is uh, the uh, the next uh, warband for Warhammer Underworld. So we saw the uh, the Seraphon um, a couple of weeks ago, and this is the Crimson Court. Uh, and yeah, four awesome vampire models that each has different like aspects to them that harken back to the old uh, the oh, the vampires of the old world and their different bloodlines. Yeah, so you yep. see the, the uh, old guy looks yeah. looks very much like a blood dragon with his red armor. <laughs> um, and I will henceforth call him Nandor the Relentless. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have a beard. He, he needs I'll sculpt one on him. <laughs> I think the thing that disappoints me is there's four of them. Not the fact that it disappoints me there's four fucking awesome vampires. I think it disappoints me from a from a game perspective <laughs> that there's four of them. Because if you play the game, you understand that you know you've got your powerhouses that are usually one or two models. You've got your your you know strong army, yeah, strong warbands that are usually about three. Then you've got your your fours, you've got your fives, and they've always mm. got like a particular. I've, I've got a feeling power these are going to be quite a powerhouse for the fact, uh, just based on the fact that they've had to build in a drawback to them. I would hope from what they yeah, were saying in the preview. Yeah. That's that's what I was going to say. Like they yeah, apparently it's very easy to lose control of them, uh, because if you if, oh okay. yes they said that um, obviously their their in, their inspire mechanic is around killing stuff and then like drinking its blood because vampires um, right if, so they basically yeah okay I get you because no no but you can't turn uh-huh. down vampires. Like, to, to be fair, they're, like they're sort, sort of thinking, oh my god, this is four vampires. They're going to be awesome. We don't know what the like when the Soul Blight army comes out, what that's actually going to be made of. These guys could just be the base level vampires, and they could actually be quite shitty compared to like the big, big badass vampires. Um, yeah. I don't think that'll be the case because look at that yeah. guy, which <laughs> is yeah. like twelve foot tall base. <laughs> Are we talking <laughs> some hardcore yeah. blur 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 vibes here? And I oh god, yeah. yeah, that's see. I think that's the only thing I don't like about teeth. any of the models is the guy with the big mace has his little buck vampire teeth. Um, I love the teeth. guy with the mace. He's my favorite model in the set. <laughs> yeah. Just he's so imposing. He's not got a chest plate. He's yeah. just got his pack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Armor everywhere else. You don't need armor when you've got rock hard abs. That's <laughs> that's the vampire way. You don't I have rock hard abs. You break your ribs falling over on your roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're very cool. I mean, I've not played. I've not played Underworlds in quite a while. Um, oh yeah, yeah, almost I've missed two. this edition entirely. We we were we were quite you know quite regular Underworlds players when obviously we could play. Um, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, we've I really haven't, missed out. Them. I, <laughs> I haven't played since what one? What one is this called? This is played. oh Dark yeah, I've not played. Yeah, Dark hasn't. We haven't these... played since Night Vault. So yeah, we've been yeah. entirely, we've missed an entire yeah. season already. I was going to say I missed the one with oh, the goats man. and the yeah. elves. Yeah. <laughs> um, Still got, still got all of the warbands for it because they're, they're like twenty quid apart. You still How bought can them? I not buy them? Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Each I, one of these I, vampires I don't know why I didn't even buy could the be like one. a twenty-five quid retail on its own model. I mean, it probably will. Yeah, that, that's that's what that's the yeah. point that they're making. Like, this is essentially just a character pack. Like, the, these are so much better than some of the other boxes. You just see these everywhere. It's just total value box. If you if you're going to be doing a, a vampire army. Yes, when whenever we eventually get it, um, cool. And so there was there was a mystery <laughs> on the, on the lineup. Then, Nobody knew what it was, and I don't think anybody was expecting a new Warhammer quest set in AOS. So we had uh, nope. <laughs> we had we had, uh, we had the Silver Tower, 
the first re-release of Warhammer Quest. Uh, then we had the something under Hammer Hall. That wasn't a very good one. Um, and then the last couple of years, Quest has been dominated by Blackstone Fortress uh, over in 40k. Uh, but it looks like we're going back to old school, almost old world gothic horror mm-hmm. classic quest. There's a big scary villain. Can you hear it? Yes. Can you hear? Can you hear Mr. squealing? Can you hear him squealing? Just if if you stop. I want this so hard. Bit, this is just go. This is full on nerdy game is. night there material. Yeah, <laughs> like like I mean, our, our old quest nights of in the days of yore. Yeah, I, I, I like we've we've only seen we've only seen two models for it, but <laughs> the uh, the cinematic the cinematic intro for it is great. It seems like there's a vampire in charge of a city and he's eating people, and then a witch hunter has showed up to sort him out. Um, and could they have fit more gear on that guy? Yeah, that is see that is a perfect representation of what a witch hunter would look like in the mortal realms. So there's the classic Warhammer aesthetic. He's got a big hat. He's got his stakes. He's got a hammer, obviously. Uh, and then... Underslung just, stake launch. <laughs> yeah, and then they west it up by giving him a rifle with an underslung stake launcher. Ten more stakes, a broadsword a la Witcher style, and then a knife. And he's got a hammer, and his hat is ridiculous. <laughs> it, and, uh... <clears throat> and then to make it even more AOS... Oh, they're huge. Yeah. We need to make the stakes a little longer. If nothing else... I want this to be an Inquisitor <laughs> in my 40k army. Like, <laughs> he's just everything you'd want in a witch hunter. Yeah, it, it, I think that was the, the, the most popular thing people were saying in the chat was just Inquisitor, all caps, probably misspelled. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a fabulous model. And then they showed off one of the, apparently one of the like mid-level bosses oh. is uh, Gorslav the Gravekeeper. And this is a guy with some bones... Nailed to his forehead, he's got a big shovel and a meat hook, and he, he's pulling us up. He looks very Del Toro, doesn't he? And, and yeah. the shovel, the yeah. shovel spear, he, he's is possibly not my new favourite weapon. <laughs> Just oh, do you know there's what, one on thing that, that really? pissed me off about that model though? It's that is. rope that's on his back. It goes up his bum. It doesn't. It, it doesn't it's go tucked under his belt. It, it looks like it's frigging. Oh, piss! No, that's, off uh, it. That's it looks a, like it's glued. That's a twenty-foot. That's a twenty-foot rope. And it is hidden in place. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? That, that yeah. he's hidden down his trousers, or up his skin. Yeah. When you when you're done keeping <laughs> the grave, you know you're gonna occupy yourself with something. Fit twenty-foot rope up here. Yeah. Oh, so you're not allowed because to like Mr. Fantastic Fox. If if your only qualm like is I don't like the bit of rope on his waist next to the abomination of the King of Yiffing, then then yes, you do have to like it. Oh dear. Um, oh dear indeed. Uh, but yes, uh, we're, we're all quite excited for Warhammer Quest uh, and this one, so... Um, so uh, hopefully we'll get to see more about that in the coming weeks and months and then we'll buy it when it comes out because I need all the models. Cool. So um, I think we're going to take another quick break and then we're going to go over to the other big news of the day, which is uh, Sam's first reaction review of the Death Guard Codex out later <clears> today. <throat> so 
back in a minute. Right, uh, welcome back. You're under my control. Don't adjust your dials. We have just put a ball gag on Callum for a few minutes. So, uh, second half of the big news this week was the Death Guard Codex release. Uh, I've been waiting on this for a little while just to get some hobby direction uh, since we knew it was coming. Uh, there's been... I'd say mixed reactions to it. Have you guys seen anything uh, uh, on the reaction to the book? I know there was a lot of doom and gloom during the previews. Uh, uh, the only thing I've seen sorry. is the fact that people are shouting and screaming about Mortarion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've seen any other reaction, if I'm honest. That was um, that was the one thing I saw, is that loads of people were crying about how how you can't kill Mortarion in the first turn anymore, when his first his only drawback from the last Codex was he dies on turn one. Um, so, <laughs> um, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> this, this book is terrifyingly good. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm personally am very happy with this book. Yeah, you should be. Um, I, I can see why. Good. It doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> there's... So, so what a Death Guard should be like. Yes, but with less in 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 the way dice rolling for the sake of it. It's so it does everything a Death Guard army should do without slowing the game down. Yes. Yeah. I'm all yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's some choices that have had left like like some uh, choices that have left people a bit miffed. Uh, I mean, it, it's a complete departure from how it usually played. Um, but like we'll, we'll get into it when we get some of the data sheets. Like they they've made some odd choices with uh, like completely changed how you would equip units um, mm -hmm. in some cases. <laughs> Um, so I'll start off with the page that I've got open at the moment, uh, which is the Death Guard specific secondaries, which are quite interesting. Um, I'm not sure how useful they are. Like one of them, I can I can probably see myself using. Um, but let's get going to it. Uh, so they've got a no mercy, no respite option in fleeing vectors. Uh, which lets you score three victory points at the end of the battle round if any enemy units failed morale tests in that round uh, that had one or more models destroyed by attacks with plague weapons. Now, as you can imagine, plague weapons come in the bucket loads in this, in this book. Um, so that's quite easy to do. And you can combo off with a couple of... Uh, there's a very nice um, stratagem that we'll cover later uh, that... Uh, screws over your uh, morale phase. Uh, if you've had a Death Guard Terminator unit kill something, you get mm. up a, a straight minus four modifier to the cool. uh, to the leadership value for one command point. Yeah, pretty good. Um, and as the the Terminator options in this book are just so good, you'll you'll definitely be using them. I'm not sure. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things that just seem to get away with the morale phase, but and, and the the big minus four swing that you can get in this book comes from uh, melee only. So I, I'm not I'm not sure how useful that will be, whether you'll pull it off or not. Yeah, I, I I would say just in response to that one, it's one of those. It's sort of the third 
secondary that you'd probably pick more dependent on the style of army your opponent's got. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing against masses of guard infantry and they've not got commissars dotted around the place, it's easy to just chip a couple of models away from every unit and then hope one of them fails a morale test somewhere. Um, but um, it, it's, yeah, I, I think you can combo towards it, but it's difficult to build that into your army. Yeah. And then and, go and, up and against. Get- yeah. Get a good score out of it, guaranteed. I, I think it's quite difficult. Um, I play. I play weapons um, both ranged and melee now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So them. they always used to be just melee at some point, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Or am I thinking aeons ago? Yeah, you're thinking yeah. old man times. Okay. Yeah. So there's 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 a lot of Ignore most me. of the special <laughs> weapons that that you can give to units are, are plague weapons, but there's also a stratagem that can just turn the bolt rounds in on on a unit into counting as plague weapons for a turn. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm surprised they're not already. To be fair, like inferno bolts on Zinchi marines. Oh, uh, so that, uh, two weeks when they're good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, so our next option under here was a battlefield supremacy secondary objective called Despoiled Ground. Uh, there's a lot to this one, so it's very much uh, if it's a Tuesday and there's a dog outside length of paragraph. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can score four victory points at the end of the battle if you have one or more bubonic Astartes units wholly within your opponent's deployment zone and one or more bubonic Astartes units wholly within your deployment zone. So that's one option. I like they call them bubonic Astartes. Yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah, it's 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 quite cute. Well, yeah, cute. I'd go with cute. They're adorable. <laughs> they're all I, happy. I they're all happy. about death. They're all they're happy. about death guy where they're just super happy, super cute. Um, <laughs> so another another score four points at the end uh, of the battle option is if you have one or more bubonic Astartes units from your army wholly within three different table quarters. And those units are all more than six inches from the center of the battlefield. Uh, you can score six victory points instead if you have one of the, these units from your army wholly within each table quarter, and all of those units are more than six inches from the center of the battlefield. So that's bullet point number two on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, um, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Yep. Um, Buponic Astartes covers almost everything in the book that's uh, on foot. Other than poxwalkers and cultists, if I ever remember correctly, going through the yeah, data. It's including the space marine. Yeah. Um, okay. Bullet point number three on this option: uh, four points at the end of the battle. Uh, if you control more than half the total number of objectives on the battlefield, and there are bubonic Astartes units from your army within three of each of those markers. And the final one, our fourth bullet point on this one. Four VPs at the end of the battle if every objective marker on the battlefield is in, within contagion range of a contagion ability that any of your units that your units have. Hmm. So that that last part of it's probably fairly easy to score. I don't know about being able to, the, to hold the objectives. The, so the contagion range is one of the new abilities the army has. So you've got the contagions of Nurgle. So you've got the gift of Nurgle, uh, which we'll go over in a minute, which is the basic one that everyone has. Um, and then there are more specific ones that you can get from uh, warlord traits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but generally, just the list writing I've done so far, you don't get a lot for your points. What you do get is is a few very tanky units. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure how easy it will be to to spread your forces out to, this way. But um, 
yeah, I mean, when if you if you plan for it, you probably score a decent amount of points out of that, I reckon. But it could be difficult depending on how you build your list. So points wise, are they they quite more pricey than than like uh, say Primaris style equivalents? Um, I'm not sure. I think they're fairly they're fairly they're, they're like similar. Three, three or four points. I think they're like three points more than a Primaris Marine. Okay. Um, it, think, things just seem yeah, to add up probably... very quickly in in this book. Yeah. Like, uh, and our final option is a Shadow Ops. Uh, I quite like this one um, because it gives something for your Pox Walkers to do because they are now mindless and can't perform um, <laughs> deploy scramblers and shit anymore. Uh, but they can spread the sickness. Um, so if you select this one, it's for any Death Guard infantry units in your army. They get an action, which is spread the sickness. And uh, one unit from your army can start to perform the action at the end of your movement phase if it's within three inches of an objective marker that's not been contaminated, uh, which is the point of this action, to contaminate it. Um, you can't do the action while there are enemy units about uh, within three inches of the same marker. So get there first, do a poo on it, Death Guard style. Um, the way you can perform the action, yeah, you can... You can you can uh, take a punt at it, so you can either uh, roll a four plus for that objective marker and do a poo on it, or the unit performing the action can just take D three mortal wounds and say it's contaminated, and then you get three points at the end of uh, the battle for each contaminated marker. So I, like I, I don't I, I like it. I I don't think you're going to get max points out of it, but I I like that one. I would probably use that depending yeah. on on the yes. mission and what I'm running. Yeah, there's a couple of the Grand Tournament uh, missions where essentially you've got three objectives in your half of the battlefield, mm. um, and and this is this is one that I would probably consider taking um, for that, especially as you said, where you don't have um, access to uh, your poxwalkers doing scramblers or, or banners, um, which are great in the in those sorts of missions. Um, and considering how bloody cheap poxwalkers are for what they do, yeah, uh, yeah, that's not perfect for that. So that this is one of the ones that I w- I would probably take if 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 you're in one of the five or six objective missions, because um, you're going to be fighting over the middle of the board anyway. If it's a five objective mission, so you're going to want to be there. And if it's a six objective one, then there's at least two objectives in or just outside your zone um, for for easy points. Yeah, I, I I I like all three of those. I think they're very flavorful. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, I, I particularly like spread the sickness. I think I think that that could be quite a staple. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um so the next bit, some some of you might have seen this already, uh, due to some of the leaks uh, that, and the previews that have come out. So the detachment abilities now. Um and uh it's all about having a pure death guard force now. So if you if you want all these nice diseases, uh, you gotta be, you gotta be pure. It's gotta be pure, as pure as pus bags get, I suppose. <laughs> so, um, it's also dictating how you build your detachments now as well. Like Death Guard are very focused on you need to do it this way. Um, so they put in a rule: uh, diseased minions in the Death Guard detachments. So you can't have more <laughs> you can't have more follower units than you have uh, core infantry units. So the followers are your cultists. So you can't do cultist spam and then just a few characters. And there's a similar a bit, uh, worded thing for poxwalkers. 
So basically for every two uh, core Nurgle units, which are the Plague Marines and the Blight Lords, uh, you can have one Poxwalker unit and one Cultist unit, which I quite like. It's flavorful. Um, you don't need Cultists anyway. Yeah, yeah they're literally... <laughs> They're literally filler on a page. They, they probably shouldn't be in there. You'd, you'd never take cultists over pox walkers. Um, you know, and you can you can still jam up on pox walkers. I mean, I, I've managed to cut myself down to 40 or 50 in the list with this new, new rule. So, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, um, the, one, yes. the one that's been causing a bit of woe for people is the infernal jealousy rule, which, again, I like. Um but it, it means I've had to spend points on other things rather than loads of Lord choices because they're all really good now. So I, I can see why why this is in here. Uh, so you can only have one Lord of the Death Guard uh, HQ choice in each detachment in your army, which basically means one of any character and you can also have uh, plague casters to fill out your other slot. Everything else has the Lord of the Death Guard keyword. Uh, so you get one of them, and the same applies to a demon prince. So you can only have one demon prince in a detachment as well. See, I, I see. This is something that's been running through. Um, uh, it's it, it's it's in the Marine Codex, and it is in the Necron ones as well, where you are being limited to the type of characters that you can have in every detachment. Mm. Uh, and I and I like it. I like I, it. I, I like. I think. It because... I think this is a bit more broad than the Marine restriction, just um... because. Just because most of the Death Guard HQ choices have the Lord of the Death Guard keyword, uh, so you are. You can I, only I have you can only have one captain in each Space Marine detachment, and there's twenty different types of captain in the Marine book. Yeah, I suppose. Um, no, I get what you mean because they're like everything is a a a, a Death Guard Lord in Terminator armor that does this instead. Yeah. Of, yeah, it does force you to take the psychers if you're taking battalions, essentially. Um, they they have also addressed one uh, a big problem with the, with the Death Guard detachment building, which is like, like we seem to have like ten times more elite choices than anyone else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just uh, so what they've they've come up with this fetid viron thing, so you can include three fetid viron units, and they're basically your little one man character units that you see. So like your surgeons, your tally men, uh, blight bringers, blight spawn. I know there's another one. I'm forgetting what it is. But you get three of them for one elite choice, uh, as long as each one of them is a different data sheet. Yeah, I cool. think that's great. Yeah. That's great. So that 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 eases up the the, the slot problem, um, and then you get an extraable advance, which hasn't changed and is still brilliant. Um, my next favorite bit is that they've kept the plague companies from War of the Spider. It was War of the Spider, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so all the all the named companies that were in War of the Spider are back. Uh, they are, uh, if I remember correctly, you don't have to pay a command point to be from a company anymore. You just are, or you aren't by the looks of it. Yeah. You just, you, they're like, uh, so yeah. these are, yeah, they're like the space marine chapters. So you pick what one it is and then they each have a, um, stratagem wall or trait. Relic. Mm. There's, uh, most of them are just flavor. I, I wouldn't say any of the relics that you get from the companies are must-haves. Mm -hmm. um, the Warlord traits are where it's at, and two of them are far better than the others. Um, so I'll just skip to my favorite ones that are just redonkulous. So my first favorite is the one from the Mortarian's Anvil, which is the third plague company. 
Uh, and the warlord trait you get from that is the gloaming bloat, which is so good. Um, so while in enemy units within contagion range of the unit, they can't fire overwatch or set to defend. And each time uh, a model in the enemy unit makes an attack, the hit roll and wound roll cannot be re-rolled. Huge. Absolutely, Absolutely. huge. Like, I can't see myself not taking that Warlord trait ever. It's so good. Yeah. Mm. good. Uh, the uh, the um, play company-specific stratagem you get with this one as well is also brilliant. Uh, so for one command point, uh, when an enemy unit finishes a charge move, select any number of Mortarians Anvil units in your army within three inches of that enemy unit, and they get to make a, a heroic intervention as if they were a character. Yeah, love it. <laughs> like, really? like, there is nothing better than catching an opponent unaware with <laughs> with a with a heroic intervention. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, love it. So good. Um, what, where's my other favourite one? I'll know it as soon as I see it. It is the one from the Ferryman. So our sixth blade company, the uh, Warlord trait there, the droning. Oh, it's another yeah. contagion. So while an enemy unit's within contagion range of that unit, at the start of your opponent's movement phase, half the enemy unit's move characteristic until the end of the phase. So I, you, there's just some shenanigans to be had with this, I reckon. It's... This, yeah, this, this is essentially where I think you're going to see an FAQ in the first two weeks because you can essentially fly things into the middle of your opponent's army, make them count it as being whatever turn or, or getting that contagion and then just slowing your opponent's army down. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good and it's a really cool um, warlord trait, but yeah, there's some things in the book that combo with it, which, are, which will need to be addressed. For yeah. Sure. Um, other things that people were looking forward to, um, the Iron Clot Furnace from the Poxmongers detachment makes a return, and that's one of the um, company-specific relics. Everyone used to use that with massed, um, what are they called, Blight Haulers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, unfortunately, it doesn't cover everyone now. You pick a unit within six, and they get the four-plus invulnerable save, so you can't, can't huddle nine... <laughs> Nine blight haulers <laughs> around one, one character anymore, and, and they will be just hellishly difficult to remove. Um, yeah, I won't bother going over any of the other companies because they're not that much different, and most of the stuff isn't that great. Um, maybe the Vomitrix relic from the seventh play company, Materian's Chosen Sons. Um, it's basically a relic upgrade for a blight, foul blight spawn guarantees you uh, seven shots from the Plague Sprayer with a 12-inch range, strength seven, minus three AP, damage two. Yeah. Space Marine Melter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very, very tasty, that one. Um, but there are there are some other options for the um, for the Blightspawn. So, yeah, we'll come on to that, but quite nifty. There's, yeah, there's I like a lot it. A um, lot of really good stratagems in the book, I, I thought. Um, the first one that really got my mind... I'll, I'll just go through them, basically. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, what are your favourites? Oh, my favourites so far... Creeping Blight looks like it could be quite interesting. <laughs> so, uh, in the fight phase, when a Death Guard unit from your army selected to fight, uh, one command point, 
and unmodified wound rolls of sixes from the plague weapon uh, have a AP of four, which is quite nifty. Um, the returning one, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. Then we've got Vermin Whispers. Um, it's a Terminator-specific stratagem for Death Guard Terminator units. Um, basically, when they're shooting one command point, you can add one to their hit roll. Always solid. Um, Haze of Corruption's an interesting one I quite like. Um, basically, it's a two-point stratagem that you use in the fight phase to give the unit that you're affecting with it the old flail of corruption ability. So the big... The big um, flail that the terminator guys used to have would spill damage over so you didn't lose damage from it uh, but it doesn't have that rule natively anymore but you can just give it to the believe plague weapons in that unit with that strategy so that's quite good bubonic axes are uh <laughs> are absolute horde clearers now yeah um, for yeah sure. i'm glad i've still got lots of axes because uh, numbers are not on my side so i like that one um we're... Mutant Strain for Poxwalkers, I quite like that, um, as we actually have, uh, although, no, we don't. <laughs> so I'm about to say we actually have auras for reroll ones for things now, but it's only for the core unit. So Poxwalkers don't really, <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't get that because they are not core. Um, but Mutant Strain uh, gives them any unmodified hit roll of sixes, inflicts a mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage, which is nice because our Poxwalkers now have more attacks. Mm -hmm. um, but any unmodified hit rolls of one to a mortal wound on the plague walker unit, uh, the pox walker unit. So yeah, I, I like it. I, yeah. I like it and uh, pox walkers can heal themselves. So I would probably, it's worth a punt depending on what you're trying to kill. Yeah. And, and in, in some of the combinations you can get like full rerolls to hit on pox walkers and stuff like that as well uh, yeah, from yeah. some of the play companies. So if you really want to do it, you can, have them just mow through stuff, uh, which is quite cool. But like the 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 next set of stratagems, like these these epic deed ones, there's some real funky stuff in here that uh, I'm absolutely in love with. So the first one that I like is this one: the the diseased effluence, one command point. Uh, using the command phase, select one Death Guard character model from your army, uh, excluding demons. So you can't use this on your demon prince, and one enemy unit within engagement range of that model. Your character suffers one mortal wound, and then on a two plus, the enemy unit suffers 2d3 mortal wounds, uh, unless it's a character, um, in which case it takes d3 instead. Yeah. Yeah. I've cut myself, covered you in poo, take some mortal wounds. Love it. Yeah. Seems to be a big theme in this book, actually. Um, just random mortal wounds popping up. Um, Not covering people in poo. Well, or both. Uh, the wow. next one I really, really like is Befouled Incubators. Um, because this gives you some uh, redundancy from one of the pathogens. Uh, so they're fairly similar and can't be used in conjunction with each other, but we'll cover that when uh, we get to the pathogens. So it's one command point again. Use it in the fight phase. It's uh, on a Death Guard character when you choose to fight with them. Uh, and so until the end of that phase, each time an enemy model is destroyed by an attack um, and the melee weapons on the Death Guard characters are fantastic, so that, that should happen fairly often. Uh, on a 3+, the enemy model's unit suffers one mortal wound for each destroyed model, up to a maximum of three. So you can basically sneak in three extra mortal wounds if you're killing things Yeah, Real cool. for one command point. Uh, where are we? 
release the toxins. I can't remember reading that one and getting excited about it, so I'll ignore it. Um, er eruption of filth. Uh, <laughs> you can make your characters explode for a command point when they die, like vehicles, uh, and splatter an extra mortal wound or two about. Uh, hardly game-breaking, but, you know, if you've got nothing better to do because you're getting tabled, fuck it. Um there's actually a there's a there's a stratagem to give relics to champions. Uh so um Plague Marine champions and Terminator champions are, are a thing. Um they have a very small set of relics. Um I can't think why you would be giving uh any of them to the champions unless you're bored. Like the separating plate should never be on anything but a demon prince or a lord of contagion in my mind. I, I um, guess it's the um the, the the helmet that you just do a load of mortal wounds with it. Um I can't remember what it's called. Goth 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 or Oh yeah or the, the plague skull of Golgoth uh, yeah. 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 Something about that. Yeah, it that just one. explodes and does mortal wounds so that's the same. Yeah. Um, returning favourites, Gifts of Decay, more um, more artefacts, more relics, and Plague Chosen, extra Warlord traits, always good. Yeah. Um, was it the? Uh, oh, this one's this one's a spin on an older uh, stratagem from the old book. It was Contaminated Monstrosity we used to have on Spawn, wasn't it, Callum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so this you one's I feel no pain. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> so this one's specifically for Death Guard Chaos Spawn. Um, it costs one or two command points, depending on the size of the unit, and they get an extra point of toughness, so toughness six, spawn, and they get the new disgustingly resilient ability, which is reduced damage by one. Real good. Um, yeah, real good. Nifty. like that a lot. Um, just carry on flicking through these stratagems. Right. Uh, no, it wasn't Blight Bombardment. Uh, Deadwalk again. Uh, healing up your uh, Poxwalker units. So each unit can only be affected by it once per game. One command point, seven dice. Every three plus is a model back. Not too shabby. Um, there if you need it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Cloud of Flies, gone up in price. Um, yeah. Still does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, stops you from being shot unless you are the closest visible unit. Um almost prohibitively expensive for anything with the Terminator keyword. So if, if you have the Terminator keyword, this stratagem costs four command points. So I think, yeah, it's... Four. There's not much... No, it's, it, it, it's purely there to stop you just hiding have, behind a wall of nerglings or um, poxwalkers and having a 10-man Terminator unit you can't kill. <laughs> Um, I mean, they're still going to be pretty tough to kill, <laughs> but, oh, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you won't be throwing one one command point cloud of flies on them every turn. Uh, break their spirits. That's the one I was mentioning earlier. So if a Death Guard Terminator uh, twats something in combat, minus four lit to the leadership characteristics of the models in that unit for one command point. I like that one a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the other one that got me interested here was Dark Cravings. So for one command point, you can give the bloat drone units a six-inch heroic intervention. Oh. Which cute. is, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty cute. Um, if you've got one floating around nearby with a flesh mower, that did, uh, you know, that's a heroic intervention with 12-odd attacks. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, now I'm trying to... 
Ah, uh, yeah. Now this this was one that I really like the look of. Um, so the Blightning. So the old um, light grenade bombardment's totally dead, unfortunately. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but this goes some way to making up for it. Maybe one command point. Um, uh, using the shooting phase, select up to three Death Guard models from your army until the end of the phase. Uh, plague weapons with the grenade type, so all the blight grenades uh, and funky grenades that they might have those models equipped with, lose the blast ability and become pistol six. Um, each time that model makes an attack with one of those weapons against an enemy unit with yeah. engagement range, that attack automatically hits the target. Yeah, so this is the first thing that I um mm. this is the first thing that I saw because obviously I, I built my Death Guard army around the, the, the blight grenade trick. Um and, and it, 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 it it's not it's not the same because the putrefier's ability doesn't do what it did before. It doesn't give you those um it doesn't give you those mortal wounds anymore. But it makes his really good. Um yeah. you can just have him auto hitting six shots, strength four. AP AP one two damage that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 not too bad. It's good if you're like I said if you're you're in engagement range because you essentially just get eighteen automatic hits uh, in combat. In yeah. shooting phase. quite cool. Yeah. Uh, where else were we? What was the last one that really got me going? Oh uh, yeah, it was the virulent rounds. So shooting phase one command point. Death Guard core unit is selected to shoot all the bolt rounds. Uh, bolt weapons gain the plague weapon ability. Yeah, yeah, another classic one from War of the Spider. Real good. Uh, really combos with some of the warlord traits and stuff. And well, anything that anything that works on a plague weapon, which is the entire book. Um, really, uh, really, really great stuff. Um, so, if we take a quick break, Sam, if that's you done with the stratagems. Yep. Uh, and then we'll roll on to the um, some of the pathogens, relics, warlord traits, and then. Um, your favourite, like, uh, changes to data sheets, if that's okay. Yeah, boy. Let's do it. You join us back in a moment. Yo, 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 yo. And we're back for the rest of this shoddy Death Guard Codex review. Um, so, <laughs> taken up from where we left off, Deadly Pathogens. Uh, it's uh, totally new to this book. Um, extra upgrades. Um, unfortunately, most of them are pants. Um, they are restricted to Death Guard character models and uh, Bubonica Astartes with the champion keyword. The caveat is that you are upgrading a plague weapon that they hold. So you can't uh, upgrade a relic and you can't give any extra space aids. Um, my two picks from this list, uh, the first one is Viscous Death if you want a Blight Spawn. Um, this lets you re-roll the number of attacks made with the Plague Weapon when you're determining the uh, result of random number of shots. I quite like that for the Plague Sprayer. It's 10 points. Um, if you're not going to use the Vomitrix Relic, I would always take this on one of those. And the main reason I would take this over the Vomitrix is one of the other relics that we'll cover in a minute. Um, the other one, which is my big pick for this one, is the unstable sickness pathogen. Uh, so each time an attack is made with uh, this weapon, if uh, any enemy models are destroyed by that attack, on a four plus, that model's unit suffers one mortal wound, caps to three again, like the stratagem. And this specifically calls out that it can't be uh, wombo comboed with that stratagem uh, in particular. 
So again, it's another way of throwing poo at your enemies and getting extra mortal wounds out. Uh, each of these, uh, any of these pathogen upgrades also increase the strength of the weapon that you're upgrading. Hmm. Th those are the only two I would probably play with. Um, the rest of them are fairly situational. Like acidic Malady, kind of cheap. Uh, increase the AP of the weapon it's on. Other than that, I don't think there's much to write about here, to be honest. Yeah, this is this is the only thing that I would describe as disappointing in the book. Um, primarily because it sort of sits in the um, the same space as the Space Marine Command upgrades and the Necron Techno Arcana upgrades for the um, Cryptex. And these just seem a bit lacklustre compared to, you know, chaplains doing two prayers on two pluses every turn or, um, you know, apothecaries healing two, two, two units a turn or some of the shenanigans the Necrons can pull. They're, they're, they're nice and characterful, which is which is good, because I want characterful rules within a book. Um, but making already super killy weapons slightly killier, um, yeah. it just kind of feels like there wasn't there wasn't anything else they could do to the army to create a bespoke rule because they already had the contagion bubbles. Yeah, I, th I think um, these are these are points filler if you've got it. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to take many of them. Uh, other than the two that I've mentioned, those are the two I like that I would I would try and find a use for. But depends if you're using models that are going to make use of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Warlord traits then. Uh, so uh, there's some caveats at the top of this page. Um, so each time you determine a warlord trait for Mortarian, who has multiple warlord traits, woo, uh, replace all instances of the plate company keyword in that warlord trait, if there is any, with the death guard keyword. Very nice. See yeah. um, gloaming bloat and or the droning. Um, <laughs> And the other one is is the same. Uh, for Death Guard character models, replace all instances of the Plague Company keyword in that Warlord trait with the name of the Plague Company your character is from. Common sense. Yeah. So I've liked it. I, I quite like a few of these. Um, so the first one we've got is revoltingly, revoltingly Resilient, uh, which will give your character the old 5 plus feel no pain. Yeah. Can't go wrong. <laughs> um Next on the list, Living Plague. Uh, while an enemy unit is within three inches of your warlord, that unit cannot be affected by the aura abilities of any units from your opponent's army. Also interesting. Yep, real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one. Uh, again, this, I like this one as well. Add one to the wounds characteristic of your warlord for hulking, hulking physique, this one's called. And the other part of the effect is each time an attack is made against your warlord, an unmodified rune roll of one to three for that attack fails, irrespective of any abilities the weapon of the model or the model making the attack may have. Mm -hmm. Like that. Arch Contaminator. Uh, well, a friendly play company core unit is within six inches of the Warlord. Uh, there's a couple of effects it can apply. Each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack with a plague weapon, you can re-roll the wound roll. Uh, and the same for ranged weapons if that targets a unit within 12. Yeah, 
Yeah, slight slight change to the old Arch Contaminator, which just gave you straight rerolls to wound, um, mm. but probably a bit more sensible. Yep. Uh, now this this one I like uh, for my my new uh, my new go to Lord of Contagion, Rotten Constitution, uh, adds one to the toughness characteristic of the Warlord, and basically treats AP one and two as zero. Yeah, lovely. Mm. Really, really nice on a demon prince with the uh, uh, the the armor. Yeah, <laughs> the armor. Really. Yeah. <laughs> any any character that is wearing separating plate wants this <laughs> this yes. warlord trait, and and uh, we'll we'll get to the separating plate in a minute because it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, final warlord trait um, of the generic stuff is foul effluence. So one enemy unit is within six inches of the warlord at the end of your movement phase. Roll one d six on a four plus suffers a mortal wound. Meh. Yeah. Probably wouldn't write home about that. Uh, relics. There's some interesting ones. Uh, but I will just go into my absolute favourites. Yeah. Uh, first off, Vigaris's Helm. Straight up, add three inches to the range of the bearer's aura abilities. Uh, I like this for a plague surgeon wandering around following a big blob of blight lords or anything interesting that you really want to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, very interesting. Um, the another one. So this is the relic that I mentioned. You might want to be throwing onto a blight spawn um, because they no longer automatically do what they used to do, which is making enemy units fight last. Uh, their new data sheet that ability has a shorter range and is one unit, unless you give them revolting stench vats. Uh, which gives them a new aura, which is while an enemy unit is within six inches of the bearer, that unit cannot make use of any rules that allow it to fight first and never count as having made a charge move this turn, irrespective of any abilities they have. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, with the um, with, 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 with the sort of proliferation of random units gaining strike first um, in the army, it's that's that's real good. <laughs> yeah. That's real good. Yeah, um, I, 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 I like that. I, I'm glad they, they put that in there. Um, next, my absolute favourite, the separating plate. So uh, bear in mind the warlord trait that I was just, you know, getting happy about. Um, so the bearer has a save characteristic of 2+. plus. Brilliant. Uh, with that warlord trait, treating up to AP2 is 0. Brilliant. And the cherry on top, each time uh, an enemy unit fights, after it makes its attacks, if the bearer lost any wounds as a result of those attacks, uh, roll a d6. And on a 2+, plus, they suffer a mortal wound. Yeah, not as uh, not as punishing as it used to be, because uh, it used to be on a four plus, but for every wound you suffered. Mm. Um, yeah, so you sort of can take a wound back now that's more reliable, but it's all about getting the two up save on that demon prince. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, what else was there? I particularly no, I think that was it. Those those were my absolute favourites from the relic list. Um, was there anything else that really? Got me. No, I don't think there was. Um, I, I I would say that Tollkeeper is very good. Which one was Tollkeeper? That's the oh the Tallyman thing. Uh, within six, uh, while well, a friendly play company core unit is within six inches of the bearer, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack, and I modified hit roll of six cause an additional hit. Okay, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're running a Tallyman, you yeah. want that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, I might need to get me a Tallyman. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
skipping along contagion discipline uh, largely I, unchanged I, 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 yeah i think there's some cool stuff it's pretty much unchanged um for the ones that you're actually going to use yeah there's there's a couple i would make use of miasma of pestilence still does what it did yeah uh cast on a six minus one to hit against the unit brilliant putrescent vitality is now cast on a seven plus one strength and toughness uh that is a death guard infantry unit yeah yeah so yeah still good, good, good uh, so, so you can still get those toughness five pox walkers if you want them but i'm thinking toughness six terminators with yeah. minus one damage and all the gubbins nom 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 uh the other one i thought was quite interesting was the sixth one on the list which was gift of plagues uh so six plus to cast uh until the start of the next psychic phase add six inches to the range of any contagion abilities that that unit has yeah so yeah, that's that's pretty pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so if we start going towards the data sheets, I guess. Yeah. Um, whilst 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 taking time to flick through the book, not that we are like ignoring the crusade rules, but none of us are able to play a consistent amount for us to even bother reviewing them. Yeah, I, I, I've I, not even read the code section just because, you know, <laughs> yeah, no time. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of these have been spoiled already uh, um, or are from the old book. Um, the new edition is remorseless, so each time after a combat attrition test is taken for this unit, ignore any or all mo- modifiers. Brilliant. Keep yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Plague Weapon still does what it did. Malicious Volleys did what it did before, and Disgusting Resilient has changed, but we all know that because we heard the collective cry from the internet. Uh, The basic contagion that everyone gets is Nurgle's Gift, which is the minus one toughness aura, and that's dependent on the round number or whether or not you have rules to increase the range of of the aura. Um, Yeah, they're quite good. I like that. I like that things get get more more dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to have, you know, by 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 turn two, I'm going to have a, a three-inch bubble around every unit in my army that's going to give every unit in your army minus one toughness. Yeah, yeah that's quite yeah. good. Yeah, um, brilliant. I, I like that it creeps up as the game goes on and it's not just something stupid outright. I, yeah. I like it oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah very cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, let's have a look at some data sheets. Uh, yeah, favorite, demon prints. yeah, favorite data uh, sheet changes. More attacks, always good. Uh, the only thing that let me down with the Demon Prince is that none of his combat weapons are plague weapons. So there's there's not lots of... Uh, you can't put extra like pathogens and shit on them. Um, but he's still an absolute blender. Um, you can only have wings or a plague sprayer now. So now you, you can't be flying around um, with your 12-inch flamer. You're either on foot and you have a plague sprayer or you have wings and you don't. Yeah. Not much change uh, other than that. Yeah. Um, uh, although he now has a Lord of the Death Guard aura, which is the reroll ones for core units within yeah. six inches. Um, the, the only massive change which will herald every single Chaos Marine Codex is that Malefic Talons now only give you plus one um, attack instead of plus three for having two of them. No, oh, I hadn't even noticed that. I always forget that I've even got the talons on the model. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah. They've got extra attacks as basic now, but yeah, that's something that um, I think all chaos players should uh, prepare themselves for. Mm. Oh, and and it's only AP one now as well instead of AP two. Yeah. 
big changes. Swords, swords and axes are the way forward. For sure. Uh, Typhus. Oh, yeah. So we had a stat line spoiled ages ago. Um, and uh, so he's slightly faster now with a five-inch move. Um, but now has six wounds and six attacks, basic on his profile. Uh, a lot of people were assuming that uh, the Death Guard Cataphracty armor was going to lose its four plus invulnerable save, uh, like the Relic Terminator options from the Marine book. They didn't. They've got it. So yeah. they are faster and as resilient as they used to be. Um, there was a change to the Man Reaper weapons. So they now have two profiles. They've got cleave for high strength, high damage attacks or scything for more attacks uh, for one damage. So guard clearing and marine clearing equivalents. Mm -hmm. um, so what else does he have? Uh, the destroyer hive is no longer a pistol. Uh, basically in the command phase, uh, he's got an aura and uh, what is it? enemy unit within that range uh, on a two plus suffers D3 mortal wounds. Nice. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, he's got the Master of the Dead Who Walk, which is another aura, uh, which is for his Poxwalker support. Unfortunately, he no longer adds the additional toughness to them, but they have that base now, so they're toughness four anyway. He adds one to their strength, so that will make them strength four, toughness four uh, while they're around him. Yeah, two attacks each for five points. Awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's got the Lord of the Death Guard aura, so the reroll ones for core units within the range. Vector of Disease. Uh, his contagion ranges are, uh, always have an extra three inches on them, up to a maximum of 12. Lovely. And uh, Herald of Nurgle. So you can include Typhus in non-Harbingers plague companies without breaking it, yeah. which is nice. Simple, which is one of the characters. Yeah. yeah. And if... Uh, for some reason, you you would decide to make him a warlord in there. He won't get his plague company contagion unless he is in a harbinger's detachment. So, yeah. But you can bring him along without breaking things. So always good. It's what you want from him. Mm -hmm. uh, he's still a psyker as well. So you'd still be packing the miasma of pestilence and <laughs> and the putrescent vitality on him. Uh, the chaos lord option in the book is now more death guard flavored. Uh, cheap, Pro uh, I can't see myself using it. Uh, no, yeah, it's just that it, it's nice that the uh, the 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 Chaos Lord, the well, both both versions of the Chaos Lord say so in and out of Terminator armor, and the 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 the, the Terminator Sorcerer now have the Death Guard yeah. army special rules, so they're now yeah. tough to basic, and basic Sorcerer is gone, unfortunately. Uh, so if you've got one of those, uh, buy him some new armor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lord of Virulence, the new unit. Um, I'm sure I'm not going to be the only person that's made this comment. After all the talk about him buffing demon engines, he actually does nothing for demon engines <laughs> specifically. Um, um, he, has, he has an interesting aura, though. I like the aura, um, which is friendly units, core units within six. Um, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack with a plague weapon, an unmodified wound roll of six improves the armor character AP by one. Real good. Real good. I like that. But um, I don't think any of the any of the demon engines are core units. So. No, no. Uh, the Lord of Contagion GW's part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, change to the Lord of Contagion data sheet. 
so uh, they rolled up the old uh, Lord Felthius mini in there, which is hideous. I hate that model so much. Um, but you can now have a Lord of Contagion with a uh, Man Reaper and the Orb of Desiccation, which you can only have if you have a Man Reaper, uh, which is quite interesting. It's a, a 3D3 uh, grenade. Plague weapon that is strength 4, minus 1, 2 damage. Could be interesting. Uh, Man Reaper's not too bad, so uh, yeah go to town uh has the same uh, vector of disease rule as typhus so uh extra three inches on your um space aids yeah other characters largely unchanged yeah. in fact uh completely unchanged other than the the uh, changes to dust disgustingly resilient mm -hmm. uh plague marine data sheet has changed uh obviously more wounds more attacks which we all knew we were, co were coming um the difference is how you can arm them <laughs> so this is probably the biggest war gear options list i've seen on a data sheet um there's there's just a lot um yeah so 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 um essentially this lets you build the the unit out of the box um yeah. So you see, there's no um, double stacking plasma guns and five man units. There's no having them all armed with this combat weapon, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, because... and this was the this was the odd design choice I mentioned at the start. So like, it, you can you can basically bit like like Callum said, you've got options to build use one of everything that comes in the box, and this is reflected again on the uh, Blight Lord Terminator mm -hmm. um, data sheet. So you can have one in five can have this combi weapon, one in five can have this combi weapon. So you, you can have five combi weapons in a unit, but they've all got to be different, basically. Yeah, um, strange. Yeah, it it's an odd choice. Uh, I'm wondering if it's purely to kick the bits market in the in the in the undercrackers. Um, uh, see, I, I, I don't I don't I don't think it's deliberately to hurt third party sellers. I think it's to make it easier for 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 people to just build the best mm. unit available so there's no oh i have to scrounge around for combi melters for example on my terminators it's the you can't have that option anymore um so i think uh, yeah I, I think that's just sort of to, yeah. to, to, when you buy a unit you can build what's in that box it, this was the only thing i didn't like about the codex and it was purely purely because as soon as that data sheet was leaked i had finished painting my, my uh, recent unit of light lords that day and they've all <laughs> and they've all got combi belts so now i've got to convert those nozzles off uh, <laughs> so i'm probably going to leave it a little bit uh, just in case there is a random knee-jerk faq due to a collective wow from the internet um but my plan is to just slice off the melter nozzles and put bolt bolt parrels on there done and dusted you won't even notice once i've ganked it all up with rust uh cultists boo we'll ignore that but on the bottom of the page pox walkers yay mm. <laughs> uh so still four inches um they're not a core unit so you can't speed them up with the blight bringer anymore uh but they can heal themselves so curse of the walking pox uh each time uh melee attack made by this model a model in this unit um is uh, am i completely misreading this uh, basically, if they kill something uh, with one wound, you can set up a, a Pox Walker in the unit with one wound remaining. They've only yeah. got one wound. Uh, but the interesting thing is that you can set them up in engagement range of enemy units that are already within engagement range of the unit. 
yeah, yeah. Sense, sense, sensible rule. Essentially, they kill stuff, which is really, which which combos really well with the ability of causing mortal wounds on sixes to hit or yeah. sixes, whatever it was, because then any ones that you're rolling that are causing mortal wounds on the poxwalkers, you're just replacing them with the guys you've just killed. Yeah, and it, it's also got rid of the whole. Oh, I can increase the size of the unit, but I haven't got reinforcement points. Now it's you are you are healing the unit. You can't. You don't take them above. Yeah. It's replacing destroyed models is how it's worded. Mm -hmm. um, mindless Horde, which is the rule that says they can't perform actions, excluding Spread the Sickness. Yeah. Um, and then there's a Crusade-specific thing. I won't go into that because I don't know anything about Crusade. Um, they automatically pass morale, and they have a 6 plus fuel no pain. Yep. Five points. Worth my money. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, Blightbringer is largely unchanged. He still speeds things up, but it's only uh, core units and fetid viron units that his bell affects. Um, he also uh, has a six-inch aura for subtracting one from combat attrition tests um, for enemy units uh, within the range, and minus one to psychic tests for enemy psychers that are in range. Still a good unit. It's like 60 points. Um, don't think he's as auto-include as he used to be, because he used to speed up everything, and he had the, the old Toll Keeper yeah, with the shouting vulnerable saves. He's all right. Yeah. Uh, the Blightspawn, still one of my favourite, although I don't think you would immediately be trying to find a way to fit three in the list anymore, because you can only have one with the old version of its rules with the Relic. Um Armed with the Plague Sprayer, which is Assault D6 now. So that's why I like the 10-point uh, pathogen that lets you re-roll that. Strength 7, AP3, 2 damage a pop, and it's a Plague Weapon. Auto-hit. Love it. Yeah. Um, he has an Unholy Death's Head Grenade, uh, which is Grenade 2D6 that he can use once per game instead of his Blight Grenade, uh, which he still has. It doesn't replace them. Uh, so that's two, uh, grenade 2d6, strength 5, AP1, 1 damage. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, putrefier. I can't, I've never really looked at the original data sheet. Is there any much changes to the putrefier? Yeah, so, um, his blight racks aura has changed. It was, um, blight grenades within units within six got plus one strength and plus one damage and six pluses they did mortal wounds. Um, so they've taken away the ability to do mortal wounds with it, essentially, uh, because it was horrific and you could break the game. Um, <laughs> and I know, because I did that. Um, so it's essentially now just um, an extra AP and damage too, which does make the blood grenades still effective, um, because you can, you know, get those automatic 18 shots from that stratagem. <laughs> and then they're, you know... Um, a, 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 AP1, two damage, um, and whatever strength like blood grenades are, three or four. So you can still like cause a huge chunk of damage. You're just not making your opponent scrape off their entire army because you've got this little grenade guy behind the unit. Um, mm. his, his other um, thing now is that he, um, he um, essentially can give a unit in combat, a core unit, and um, sixes to wound could do mortal wounds. Um, so that's quite cool. So he's now got a double role instead of just being there to to function as the grenade um, bomb. The grenade cannon. Uh, 
yeah. That's quite cool. I quite like him. He's my favourite Death Guard model as well. I like the fact he's covered it, in like... Yeah, I, I love that wacky model. He's got so much going on. Mm. Um, what else have we got? Tallyman, interesting. Um, especially with that relic that we spoke about earlier, but he can net you some extra command points, which is uh, for rolling seven on two, pl- uh, on two dice, which is yeah. flavourful. Nice. Um, Plague Surgeon is my new favourite. He seems to have been given a bit of a boost. Um, so he can heal uh, bubonic Astartes infantry units that are within three inches of them or six inches if you give him a fancy hat and that model regains d3 lost wounds brilliant if you've got a foot slogging unit of blight lords in front of him Um, and then he's got the tainted narthesium aura uh, so it's a three inches again or six with the fancy hat Okay, sorry about that there. Um, So unfortunately, we've experienced some technical difficulties in the last section of the Death Guard Codex rundown today. Uh, We've only realised it this morning, Um, so we haven't got the rest of the guys here, so just Callum. Um, So we spent um, uh, the rest of the episode just uh, just going through the last um, uh, bits and pieces of changes to data sheets. in the in the Death Guard book, um, and I gave a little bit of a rundown on the changes with Mortarian, um, who seems to have gone from something that people would assume dies um, turn one if you don't go first every game to something that a lot of people are crying about uh, that he's too 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 powerful, impossible to kill. Um, I, I think GW found the right balance. He's worth every bit of your four hundred ninety odd points that you pay for him. Um, he's got four warlord traits. Uh, the additional toughness they've given him, combined with his four up and vulnerable save, he's now got a five up feel no pain, minus one damage. Um, cancels enemies' auras within within three inches, and um, still gives the full rerolls for plague weapons. His other major bonus is that he gains an additional warlord trait in addition to those three, uh, and it's one from any of the plague companies. So you can match that with. Um, really any sort of army that you're wanting to build. I think a lot of people will initially just straight up choose uh, the droning from the ferryman, I think it is. Uh, and that's the um, bubble of half your opponent's move when they start a move within contagion range. And Mortarian always counts as being at turn four for contagion. So he's always got a, a nine inch bubble around him. So I think a lot of people will just um, immediately fall into that. And uh, then it makes it very, very difficult to get away from him <laughs> if you're at, if you're at half move. Uh, uh, so he's a um, uh, he's what a demon primarch should be. I obviously, I've not uh, played any games against him uh, or any games with him yet. But um, yeah, I think he's a, uh, a what, what 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 they should be, and that makes me down the road really excited for when Thousand Suns get redone and sort of what the tweaks they make to Magnus to make him more than just he's casting psychic powers to buff himself in combat, which isn't really all that exciting. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the rundown of the Death Guard Codex uh, this week. A um, little bit different to our usual format, um, but there wasn't a lot of other news to cover this week. And uh, obviously, with the lack of games being able to be played, um, not really a lot we can cover. So um, feel free to drop us a line on anything you would like us to talk about. It doesn't have to be 40k related. Usually just um, centered around GW. Um uh, I we, we we would like to talk about more Age of Sigma, but um, I think 
um, we've all got a bit of a lack of experience of the current meta. Uh, I haven't played it in a while. I know Sam and Ricky haven't played it in a while. Uh, it's a game that we all want to play, but um, obviously owing to uh, not playing it for a while and then uh, COVID coming along, we, we seem to be a bit behind. But uh, if you want to hear us talk about Middle-earth, um, Titanicus, anything like that, drop us a line uh, if you've got any suggestions. Um or, or, or anything tangentially Warhammer related, really. Um, we're 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 always open for for for, for suggestions. Um, sort of leaning into that, um, we put a post up uh, this weekend or or earlier in this week. Uh, I can't really remember when. Um, asking people who listen within our community to um, get in contact with us and let us know um who they think the sort of heroes of their local community are um so obviously we 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 we're based around the ports of Faria, so that's where most of our listeners come from um and we've had a a few suggestions of people that we're going to get in contact with um obviously we we we'll, we'll try and get in contact with with anybody people suggest but if it's like you know, people asking for like us to speak to Jez Goodwin or whatever. That's not really good, probably going to happen. But uh, but anybody in your local community who who, who who you know really puts the effort in, um, uh, you know, is a great player, is a great person who introduces new people into the hobby, um, someone who's a really inspiring painter um, or, or or whatever, or even um, you know other 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 content creators. Um, we we can try and speak to them. Obviously, we've got quite a small audience, but um, we're always happy to, to to chat to other people. Um, so yeah, so whether or not you're based in our, in our area, just uh, just get in contact. Let us know the reasons why, and we'll um, we'll do our best to, to get in contact with some of those people. So um, yeah, apologies for the abrupt uh, end this week, um, but um, we'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Um, See what GW bring out. Hopefully, we'll have some news on uh, some more of the 40k release schedules by then. Um, uh, we might get the first look at when the Dark Angels supplement is coming out because uh, we're assuming that's now February uh, and Drakari are March, going by the original timeline GW uh, gave us. So, um, other than that, um, thanks for sticking with us. Um, thanks from Sam, Ricky, and of course, myself. Um, Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, or, or directly on our website, or you can leave us um, notes on our Anchor channel and our WordPress channel, um, all under War Down South or any variation of that. You'll be able to find us. And uh, stay safe, play some toys, and uh, have fun. <laughs>